This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk, episode 137. What's up, Jeffrey? Milking that Moof. In this episode, we will be talking about, primarily, the Book of Boba Fett, chapters 3 and 4. Also, the fail bag. Also, news nuggets. And an update on the Trilly Awards. But before we do, social meteors. This is where the good Moof Milkers can find us on social media. Jeff's laughing at me for good reason. On Apple Podcasts, search for The Skywalk. Sky is in sky and walk as in the thing you cook in, spelled W-O-K. Subscribe there and leave us a review. Five stars only. Spotify, same deal, The Skywalk. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Instagram, The Skywalk. And Jeffrey, tell us about Podomatic. Well, listeners, it's Star Wars Over Coffee. And all the other social media platforms, Stitcher, Podbean, Amazon, etc. I'm not going through them all today, Jeff, because we have so many really? good things to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you can find it wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can <laughs> we are probably, out there, people. Yeah, we are you, out there. You can find the Skywalk somewhere. Jeff, let's get to the fail bag first. All right. Our Canadian friend, Rui, a.k.a. Emperor Palpatine. Hey, now. Jeff Rui had a comment on, uh, I guess this would be... Mr. Maple Syrup himself. Chapter 2. Is that when Black Kersantin first appeared on the yes, Book of Yes, it Boba is. Fett? Yes, it is. Rui said this. He said, when I saw him, I knew who he was right away. But uh-huh. if they bring him in, it's what I hope to have. A setting up of another character that he was associated with. Hey, now. A, a character I would love to see a live action version of Dr. Afra. Ooh. She's perfect for a Star Wars show, an Indiana Jones type of show in Star Wars. Jeff, first question. Are you familiar with Dr. Afra? I know all about her. Okay. And do you share- Read her his... anthology. <laughs> all right. Does this mean you're a fan of Dr. Afra, Jeff? I'm a fan. And also, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a fan of her character specifically in relation to Darth Vader. Oh, okay. So All it's right. not, I, I don't think, I mean, yes, she, she does have an interesting story. I'm not sure she could carry a show all by herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe depends on the know. casting. Yeah, that depends on the cast. And and again, like she's more of a team thing. Yeah. So like, you know, even if it's like Han Solo, right? Yeah. Han Solo doesn't work unless he has a crew. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Dr. Afro doesn't work. Unless she has a career. And I mean, yes, she's got the droid, but that's that doesn't count. Right, so right. So my point is she's got that like S and M C three PO guy, right? Right. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which you know, interesting take, man. But good, but go ahead. All right. So, no, and I was so, gonna say, Jeff, it's not a knock on her, right? Because in fairness, <laughs> like everybody in Star Wars works better as a squad. Same thing with Mando, right? Like the bad the better episodes are when he's with the crew. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, by the way, that's a Great segue into Ooh. chapters three and four. But, yeah. you know, uh, but before we get there, my, my point is her relationship with Darth Vader 
top notch, man. Like that's it's 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 all the jokes that you want to say with Darth Vader mm-hmm. with, you know, that tinge of fear of is he going to slice my head off? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I just want to see if this joke will land. You need somebody who can get away with that, Jeff. Exactly. Uh, you need but- at least one person who can crack jokes at Vader without, you know, him losing it. Right. You'll have to tell me. Yeah, you'll have to tell me more about her later, Jeff. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've i been very aware of Dr. Afra. I haven't read any of those comics. So, mm-hmm. um, Jeff, our next comment, our next failbag entry comes from the Starving Artist podcast, uh, which is co-hosted by our pal Xavier, uh, mm. who said this. Interesting. The ritual dance at the end. Again, chapter two. Uh, clap emojis. Clap wait, and wait, high wait. five emojis. I, I got a question here. I got a question. Here. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen Xavier in real life. Yes, you know Xavier in real life, Jeff. And um, that's a that's a that's an interesting title, Brett. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> what are you I saying? Know, <laughs> All right, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Jeff, here's the thing. Okay, I, I just want to be clear to the move milkers. Xavier is a pretty slim guy. So I don't think you're questioning that he's starving. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, but, I, but you know, I don't think he's a starving artist either because he's very yeah. successful. He's yeah, very, he's very successful. I, I mean, he, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Uh, yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. I don't know if he's starving, man. That's what like, we're saying, I, right? I, I, like, I, I get it. Maybe he's hungry. That's that's one thing. <laughs> Yo, he might be hungry, but he ain't stopping. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, go ahead, go ahead. All My right. bad. Um uh, <laughs> Before we Sorry, get- Xavier. So, Xavier, I didn't mean to put put you know put you on blast like that, but man, dude. yeah, Jeff. Before we get ourselves <laughs> in any third and long situations, <laughs> I will finish reading Xavier's comment. I, we love Xavier. Uh, we love you, man. That's funny, man. I never put it together. Like you know him, so you know he's like he's doing iron for himself. You know, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He's like starving artist. Like what? What? Like I'm. I, hey, I'm. Fo- dude, and just so you know, I'm a follower of Xavier on 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 LinkedIn. So I know oh, okay. I know what he's up to. All right, we'll follow his podcast, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 got merchandise, bro. Shout out to starving artist. Um, he also says, "Yo, I want to be invited to that after party. I can do the Tuscan bike shuffle." Is that what he meant to say? That might be a t- bike shuffle. Anyway, I can do the Tuscan like bike it. shuffle, but take a hard pass on the iguana grass. <laughs> Ooh, Which, yes, Xavier. I like it. Nobody wants an iguana up their nose. No, they do not. Uh, I don't even, dude. I'd give up the band. I know about the bike shuffle. I get that. But like, I don't ahead. need the gaffy stick. If it's yeah. like, look, you can have a gaffy stick, but you need to want to up your nose. But you gotta, <laughs> like, you gotta you know let what? a lizard dude, make make noodles with your brains. Dude, getting a lightsaber isn't even that hard. <laughs> um, Jeffrey, there might be some special dust involved. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Xavier and Rui. Uh, there might have been other fillbag submissions, but guess what, Jeff? Disgrace book is trash. So I know for a fact oh that two gosh. other people sent us comments. So uh, Charlie and Ed, both pals of the show. Wait, wait. You can... Are you telling me that Facebook is is now? You're kidding me. No, they're awful. And, and, and this they're... is the thing, Jeff. This is pure they're screening comments. No, 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 no. They're, they're, it's pure incompetence because there's nothing they want more than for you to log in and see comments. Sometimes they'll tell you you have new comments when you don't just because yeah. they want you to engage more with their site, which is really terrible, Jeff. Still refusing to say their new name. But it told me Stupid. they commented and I can't access the comments. Oh my gosh. So I have no idea why. Guys, if you want to resend them, please do. Jeff, that's it for the fail bag. A couple of news nuggets before we get into the Book of Boba Fett, chapters okay. three and four. Right. Jeffrey, this one's big. This one is big for you, my friend. Which means I definitely don't know about this. Go ahead. 
Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga release date has been revealed, and it is not far off, Jeffrey. Uh-oh. You see how I'm trying to keep it? Oh, wait, wait. Here we, all right, let me get. Let me put a guess out there. Okay, put a guess. Is it coming before Star Wars? Yes. Saga? Really? April 5th, my friend. What? What? Thank claps, you. Claps, thank claps, you, claps. Lucasfilm. No, Jeff, you know I what? Tell you, and, yeah. and I got to say, Lucasfilm is doing it right. Mm. It, I, I got to give them some kudos. They need some credit where credit is due. They have they have knocked a couple. They, they've, they've had a few bunts. Yep. But this one was a double play. Yeah. Not a smug and miss. A, a double. No, a double. a double. Okay. Right, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Jeff, here's the one thing I'll say about it. All right. Go ahead. Uh, it seems like we can never have a good thing because apparently the company making the game is not so cool and has been Uh-oh. treating their employees really terribly. No. So it's another one of those deals, not the same as Star Wars Eclipse. Like this is a different kind of problematic. But Jeff, <laughs> and then here's the thing. I watched the new tra- the new trailer they released, which was sort of yeah. this like gameplay. Here's how this mm. game works. Dude, it looks amazing. I mean, like you can do anything you've ever dreamed of. Again, contained to to episodes one through nine of Star Wars films, the Skywalker saga. As I think I told you last night, Jeffrey, there will be no Mandalorian in, in this game. So we can hope. However, that. I've got my own theories on that. But go okay. Ahead. You've got your theories. Um, so it's coming out soon. Uh, hopefully they stop treating their employees, their employees like crap. Um, See, this is, this is what I don't understand. Like, I feel like the video game community has just woken up and realized, you know what? If we're more than two people, maybe we need an HR consultant. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Some, like, somebody's got to rein these companies in, Jeff, because yeah. there's like, a lot are, of bad ones. What are y'all ones. doing, man? Like, un- it's un- common sense. Unlike Nintendo, who was like, hey, you know Treat what? Treat people with respect. Nintendo, Jeff, I don't know if you know this, a couple of years ago, they were getting yeah. Animal Crossing ready to come out for the holidays. Okay. But then they realized they were putting too much strain on their employees. And and Jeff, and they said, hey, Let's you know what? Let's scale it back. We're going to wait till spring. We'll put this out in spring. And you know what happened, Jeff? A awesome. pandemic happened. And so the game <laughs> sold better than it ever would have. Yeah. Because they did the right thing. So I'm just saying, yeah, you're a big corporation, but you can do the right thing. Um, it doesn't matter how big you are. You could always do the right thing. Do the right thing. But why? Because it's based off of one person. You only need one person to make the right decision. And it keeps it keeps following from there, man. Yep. I thought you were talking about Spike Lee for a second. Yeah, yeah, I know. But oh, and I was, but you know, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a melding, it's a, it's a togetherness, it's a unity. Jeffrey, All right, go ahead. Yeah. One more news nugget. Okay. Mary that that was that the biggest nugget? I mean, I'm dipping that nugget, but it, you know, for that you didn't feel that didn't feel like the prize nugget bro. for you, yes. Okay. I would say for you, yes. For me, okay. maybe. Not so much. Okay. Jeff, All the right. other news nugget is this. Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead has joined the cast of Ahsoka. Uh, Real life Obi Bay has been cast in an unspecified role in the Ahsoka show for Disney Plus. Yeah, but who is that? Okay, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Is hate is See, is, I thought you were gonna say like Ben Affleck or something, but you know, go ahead. No, 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 no on a day armors or anything, unfortunately. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh uh. She is the real life love interest of Ewan McGregor. Stop it. Yes. Now, Jeff. So wait, wait. Could she be? Um, oh, who who is the one? Oh, but she died. 
who you know that Obi Wan was with in oh uh, Duchess Satine. Yeah, yeah. Duchess. Well, so here, here's the thing, Jeff. I actually is she thought, related to the Duchess? I was thinking about that, but then if mm-hmm. you're gonna have the Duchess appear, wouldn't she appear in the Kenobi show? Like that was my only thing because I was like, she. It would be cool if she was because she's actually you know his right. love interest in real life. But I'm thinking like, why would you be in Ahsoka and not in Kenobi? Because both because maybe Kenobi pulled a fast one and said, "Hey, now." I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw you a bone. Mm-hmm. I'm, is it the hookup? It, is are celebrities giving each other the hookup when it comes to starring in different shows? Here's what I will say, Jeff. I'll tell yeah. you one thing. Let me tell you one thing about Mister. Can Ewan we McGregor connect the dots, my brother? And Miss uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay, they've already broken up one one marriage. So like, oh talk- oh, yeah. wait 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 hold hold on. Yeah, wait, are, are you saying what I think you're saying? Yes. I've, oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was you and McGregor who. Are like, you saying Mary Elizabeth once Winstead or Onstead or Winstead? Winstead. Lars Homestead. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you are you <laughs> are you saying she's the other woman? I believe she started out as the other or, woman. Or is or is you and McGregor the other man? She's kind of like the Boba Fett to you and McGregor's previous wife's Bib Fortuna. Oh snap! Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> I have got to use that. Jeff, I don't know what is going on. <laughs> the Boba Fett. <laughs> a little bit Fortuna. I love it. I love it. I don't know what's going on in today's episode. I, I, okay. We don't usually go in these directions, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, is everything associated with Star Wars problematic in some way? Like, I, I'm just saying, I, I'm seeing a lot of drama here. <laughs> is there? Are there no more good guys to root for? Like, is this why we have, like, is this why we're rooting for, like, bounty hunters turned crime lords? Because is there any actual good person in uh, the book of Boba? You mean character? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, right? Because you would say like, well, Boba is, but it's like he's he's nah, actively nah. transitioning into crime lord. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know, Jeff. I mean, I don't think there's an actual good character, <laughs> dude. Even the little Tuscan kid just kept kicking the crap yeah. out of him. Yeah. Like I don't well, know. No, no, not even that. The little Tuscan kid didn't care. When the the water farmer was getting kicked out of their home and and beat up and right. you know and getting raided, they're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, let's yeah, whatever. move on. Yep. Um, I was gonna say like the little droid in the new episode in the kitchen, but like I don't know. He, nope. Like even, he knows even who he's that droid for. has bad intentions. Yeah, he knows who he's working for. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. You might be right. There's every dude. Everybody's on the take. The, I don't understand. <laughs> the light has truly left the galaxy, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey, I'm going to save the Trailies update for the end because I want to get right into the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, Dude, this is is like the true age of scum and villainy. Like, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I love it, dude. Jeff, let me ask you one question before we get into our feelings of, uh, I think a thing thing that we need to do because we've Mm -hmm. spoken so much about respect and unity. True. Air quotes. Right, right, right. Where do you think we're at on the uh, respect and (laughs) unity meter right now with the Book of Boba Fett? interesting okay because we suspected um, right that like okay is he really going to be soft and and this is addressed in the newest episode right yes or is he oh, going to be oh, a little most definitely right or is he going to be hardcore boba so like where do you feel like we're at on that right now and then we'll get into the episodes so i i think he's at a uh you know he starts noble and then gets worse uh-huh so in in that sense, he's probably like at a six. Okay. And he start he started at like an eight, uh-huh. but it's just progressively getting worse. Oh wow! Because it's like, dude, you know, here's the thing. I, I the only theory that I have so far 
is now that they now based on the episode, mm-hmm. I have a new theory on where the unity comes from because my unity plans have changed. Uh, I see. Right. And I think his have too. Okay. That's well, a good call, Jeff. But maybe they always work. But see, that's the thing. The way they do it, maybe they always were that way. So here's the thing. He doesn't strike me as being what's that? I wanted to use I wanted to use a big word. Mm. Duplicitous. Is that the word? Something I like think, that. I don't I don't know if Boba's duplicitous. I mean he's give, he gives his word. That that's what I'm saying. So that's why I don't think I, I agree. He's not full respect in unity. He's not. He's definitely not full respect. Oh no! Because he he will take you out. Uh, but he's not all the way down at like criminal underworld. Mm-hmm. He's not below zero yet, right? Which is where most criminals. So okay, I, I'm I'm happy with where he's at. But Jeff, let's get into it. Here's what we're gonna do, like we always do. Always, I say, two episodes in, four episodes <laughs> into the book of Boba Fett. Right, right, right. On the right. count of three, Jeff, we're both gonna say what we thought. Okay. Of the combined episodes three and four. Yes. Three, two, one. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's good. Wow, Jeff, that's unity right there. That is unity. That's what it is. So, Jeff, uh, what did you think? What is your feelings? Dude, so first of all, I love the many different directions that they went in, Mm -hmm. but I love that they finally gave us the backstory that we need to understand his current mindset. All right, because it's you know, you already had a feeling that the uh, that there was going to be a war against the Pikes, mm-hmm. and that you know that the uh, the tribe of the Tuscans was going to be obliterated, like slaughter. I mean, and I do feel bad about that because yeah. you know that ruins my other theory, which is I thought he was going to be like the uniter of all the tribes and do that, but you know right, what? That's right. that's not the hero. That's not the hero's journey they want for Boba. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's just not him. Yeah, but his his real his real motivation finally comes out. He's like, you know what? I'm just tired of give give being given the orders yes. as a bounty hunter. I want to be the one giving the orders. And you know what? I bet you the other bounty hunters that I work with feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Yep. I'm thinking we're gonna have the bounty hunters guild. Okay, and it's gonna be a fresh new take on. Yeah, we're the ones who are deciding the targets. We're the ones who are running things. And when he talks to Chrysanthem at the bat, at the end, yep. he's like, hey, bro, it's not just that you need a job. It's that you're tired of working for idiots. You're tired of and working how for ma- Dude, how many people feel this way? All I'm just saying is they, they've hit on something that I think <laughs> is, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not, per- not speaking from personal experience, right. but I'm just saying in general, there are a lot of people out there who feel like they work for idiots. Yeah. And that and 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 that these idiots are running the show and that they are smarter and they could do it better if they mm-hmm. were given the chance. And guess what? Boba's the chance. Jeff, I think anyone who had a job as a teenager, right, has felt this way, right? Like I had okay. a job, Jeff, I had a job at the mall. When I was in my mid-teens. Okay. And so, and like, yeah, that that really hit home with me, what Boba said. Also, Jeff, what I love, mm. everything you said, 100% agree. Okay. What I also love is he's got actually more than one motivation, right? Yeah. Because one is, I don't want to work for scug holes anymore, as he called mm-hmm. them. Which is also, Jeff, that's a nice mix of, uh, of English, American, and also uh, New Zealand slang. Hey, now. Um, but also... He 
and then we talked about this before the show came out, the motivation that gets you to, you know, Fennec asked him if he got soft in this newest episode, yeah. which I thought was <laughs> awesome. Like that, that shows some self-awareness on the part of the writers, right? That they're like, yeah. well, we don't want people thinking Boba's soft. Is he soft? Is you he know? though? And they're is actually he? addressing it. Like, is he really? Yeah. Um, and what he said is, you know, like he learned what it was like to be part of a tribe for the first yeah. time in his life. He had some kind of family. And that's what we Which, said. Which, again, he's Mandalorian, but he's not really. Right. Because, you know, this is the thing. He's He hasn't been a part of a Mandalorian tribe, but he's now part of the Tuscan tribe, and he knows what that's like. Right. And now he misses that, right? So I think it's awesome that he has that kind of motivation, too. I thought I thought that was just super cool, man. Um, and being a part of a tribe does not make you soft. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Just like having a family does not make you soft. So, Jeff, do you think that him coming back Love and exacting revenge on the the gang, the bike gang that slaughtered his Tuscan family, like, do you think that is a direct, like, you know, we got to show that Boba's not soft? <laughs> like, I, I think I think that was part of it. But um, to me, the showing he's not soft is more so... Um, because to me, that's, you know, it's like when you when you have overpowered weaponry. Yeah. You know, you, 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 it's that's the, that's not the point at which you're showing whether you're soft or hard. It's it's where you're fighting somebody who is stronger than you. Yeah. And so when he goes up against Chris Anthem mm-hmm. and he's and he and again, he 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 takes some he takes some really bad body shots. Yeah. But he's like, nope. I'm 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 going out. This is the way I'm going out. Then fine. Yeah. We're I'm doing everything to go against you. But you know, after it was over, he was like, no hard feelings, bro. (laughs) Let's just move on. Dude, and the fact that I mean, and what I love about Boba in the show is he is literally fearless. Yeah. Like literally fearless. Like the fact that you okay, you let Kersantin go. Like to me, dude, that's even more thermal detonators if you know right right like you let this dude who just tried to murder you who very well could murder you one-on-one because dude he was having which by the way he was having dude he's he's about to lose i thought dude i thought boba was completely paralyzed after you know like he's crushing the way he looked basically right right? um now thankfully though the back the back to tank apparently that thing works miracles miracles because it said you are completely healed i was like oh snap this show is a very good commercial for back to technologies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dude, throw him in the tank. He'll be fine. Give him an hour in the tank. Uh, dude, Jeff, which by the way, like I think it's I really funny. I need one funny. of those, man. I need one of those. I, I think it's really funny, right? So I, watching with my wife, okay. I realized that I, I, like, I think I've been paying a lot of attention to the writing. And this, this, this is, I think this is a great thing, Jeff. Okay. When you love something like Star Wars and when you take an interest in it, it gets you interested in other things. Like I have become really interested in how these shows are written and like certain plot devices, which mm-hmm. shouldn't be a derogatory term. I mean, every, everything you've ever watched has plot devices, right? It's, it's a way to move it's the story along things that happen. For example, you know, in the Mandalorian, anytime you make a character care about a baby, the audience a device, right? It's a device yeah. because the, the audience has an instant connection. Like, Oh, I like this guy because he's protecting a baby. It's that right. simple. Right. Yeah. 
the back to tank flashback device, you know, like that's another one. And so right. I kind of joke they're, like, they, hey, they are going to that well and they're going to go to that well until it's dry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you now, know what I'm saying? <laughs> here's the funny thing, Jeff. I posted a meme on Skywalk social media channels, which I know mm. you don't pay any attention to, which no. is basically <laughs> like when Black Kersantan rips him out of there. He's basically telling him like, dude, oh, I am done by the with, way. I, am I done love with the, the moment. I love the moment where he rips off the Trandoshan arm. Like, oh, my dude, goodness. Oh, that right. was so classic. He was like, you know, he's he's like, you know, you're making a whole lot of sense there, mm-hmm. but I'm still ripping his arm off. <laughs> Can I tell you, Jeff? And, and then the both of them afterwards, he's like, well, you had to give it a shot. I mean, you right. know, you just had to. You tried, man. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> Jeff, that brings me to something funny, right? Because I think that uh, and, and that's dude. That's why it was fun. I mean, it it was gory, fun, but it was fun, right? When you said fun, Jeff, I think there there could not be a more appropriate word. Like yeah. everything about the show and, and Jeff, I want to bring this into I mean, dude, the droids, the droids, the bikes, Jeff. Yeah. So I want to bring this into, oh, as you know. Okay. Now that's the only thing I, it, I, I hated the fact that I thought the bikes were funny. Okay. <laughs> you thought they were I, funny. I hate, I hate myself for thinking that those bikes look funny. Jeff, by the way, I just want to say right now, I think our levels might be way off today, but people, we yeah, came yeah. in hot. Like, we, you know, we had to do this and we have a very limited time frame to do it. So sorry if our, our audio levels are off today. I think I'm like way too loud. My, I might be crackling the microphone. But, uh, crackling pop, baby. Jeff, the fun, it ties into something. As you know, with anything Star Wars, there's always going to be these like faux controversies online after these episodes. Oh, really? So that was one of them. Yeah, Jeff, you would not believe. I don't even know about the drama on this stuff. So go ahead. The uproar on the part of some fans of like, see now what you just said, Jeff. Totally fair. We cannot like the bikes if we want to not like the bikes. If we don't feel like the bikes fit in to Star Wars, that's fine. No, what? No one's trying to burn down Kathleen Kennedy's home over it, right? But there are people who are that are just like, oh, no, you can't have that. That is not Star Wars. That does not fit in the universe. And the, the, and you, you know what my problem is with those people? Mm-hmm. Those people mm-hmm. is, you know what? You're stuck on the trilogy. You need to get off the bus. Like, yeah, he, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm and I told you this at the beginning, Brett. Mm-hmm. I I was ready for them to close the door on the Skywalker saga. Yeah. A lot we're, of people we're done there, man. Like yeah. we are in a new space. Yep. Embrace it. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Is that there's there's so many creative areas out in the Star Wars universe. Stop getting hung up, people. Yep. There's there's other stuff to be explored here. Jeff, I couldn't agree more. And 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 that's what's really cool too. Like it occurred to me by the end of this episode, uh, and this is again, oh, this is all spoilers. We put that in the name of the episode. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're talking about the episodes, people. Like go watch it. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that sorry, it, sorry it, listeners, it occurred to me by the end of the episode. So at the yeah. end, right? They're like, oh, yeah. I think I know where I can find some muscle, right? And mm-hmm. the Mandalorian theme plays. Hey, loved which, it. Which means we're bringing we're bringing Mando back into the mix, right? Of course. But, but what that also means, Jeff, is that this show is currently at the furthest the furthest point chronologically. Yeah. Oh right? no, it's it's pushing it it's because like, we we've passed now past where we ended with Mando, right? Which yeah. I mean, I guess we already had because it, you know Mando ended with Boba killing Bib Fortuna, so I guess any of the the boba present day air quotes uh it's all past the mando and and you gotta think of it this way too brett all of this is a race towards the force awakens yes right yeah so it's so it's like we're all you know we're all on that train yep and 
I don't care what your feelings are on the pre, you know, the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. but again, like we're, we're making the story fit it, and it's got to fit somehow, yep. but we got a lot of room to grow in between a lot of room, Jeff. And like, and, and we actually still have 20 plus years of mostly unexplored territory, completely Which is like un- another generation, dude. Yeah, like completely unexplored in live action. Yeah, you know, it's been explored in books and and comics and stuff, but like to actually be seeing but it. The now, point is, most people don't read that. Right, right. And so now, like, what I feel is great. Like that got me really excited at the end of the show too, because yeah. up until this point, Jeff, the show felt more like a Boba Fett side story that sort of happens in the Mandalorian's orbit, but it's sort of mm-hmm. like a lesser thing, you know, yeah. not lesser in quality, but, you know, it's just sort of like a side story off to the side. Now it's actually, it's it's actually coming back together with the Mandalorian. So it's it's now starting to feel like, like a Mandalorian chapter three, basically, right? It, and not, not only that, but I think it just gives more gravitas to, um, the fact that Boba was even claiming that he was Mandalorian because see, see that that's my thing. Like don't bring him into the Mandalorian and he's talking about, well, you know, I'm the one who actually has the lineage yeah. to say that I am Mandalorian. What do you got? Like I am the scion, you know what I mean? So, you know, for him to be able to, to do that, he's like, I'm way more Mandalorian than whatever you got going on. Little right, girl. Right. You know, that's, that's the way he said it. Right. Yep. So my point is, how's he going to go from that to, well, you know, I'm just a bounty hunter. Like that's no, he, he does. He is clearly making a legacy point mm-hmm. by saying, you know, I've got a crew too. I've always had a crew. I just haven't brought them here yet. Right. But when they do, yep. It's going to be on Jeff. I mean, uh, so I think one of the most awesome things about these last ep- last two episodes for me uh, was at the end of chapter three, yeah. when the pikes show up, because I loved the scale of it. Like, dude, they come in on a starliner or something. I think. First of all, it. I love the ships. The ships were awesome. The ships were awesome, dude. Very much Corellian design. They look mm-hmm, like to mm-hmm. me, right? And they were huge. And yeah. dude, just the effects are so good. But they and they had their own unique character. Like yeah, the they ships, did. the ships were like, oh no no, these are Pike ships, and yeah. you could you could tell they were di- they were unique yep. and they were different from all the others. Yep. Like it, you know, n- not everybody has a star destroyer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. They're and not they, cookie cutter. They evoked some things. You know, they yeah. they they felt sort of in the vein of like a Millennium Falcon, you know, other Corellian mm-hmm. ships and some other things we've seen. But they, like you said, totally stand on their own, very different. And just how many of them show up, dude? Like it really is. This is how we roll. (laughs) So I loved that. Um, I love their, I love their, by the way, I love their mask and I love the way that they, um, the, the whole dynamic um, of the pikes, of of the pikes. You you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, it just, again, scum and villainy, dude. Like it's, it's, it's just turned up to 11. I had a thing I was going to ask you, Jeff. Go ahead. No, I'm blanking on it. All right. I do want to go back to this. So, Jeff, how did you feel about the the cyber squad that Boba connects with? Oh, okay. Here's what I was going to say. All right. More fun, but go ahead. More fun, right? So this this is why, and I think I, I mentioned this in the last episode. I had read a review of the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett that completely trashed it. Okay. Really? Now, as people know, if they listen to this podcast, me and you, we loved that episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I read this review because the guy just from the headline, it was like, oh, this guy's trashing the book of Boba Fett. And I think this sounds hilarious. I have to read this. So I read the whole thing. The funny thing is, Jeff, I couldn't actually disagree with anything he said. You know, he's pointing out flaws and like, oh, the writing was dumb in this part. Like, and why would you do this? And I was like, yeah, that's true. Who cares? Right. Like, it's just right. fun, right? And, and and it's also not just fun. It's not, you know, there. So, Jeff, here, here's what I'm getting at. I found the dialogue in the most recent episode to be at times like prequel level grown worthy dialogue. Right. Okay. Like really bad dialogue. Like even some of the stuff between like Boba and Fennec. Like, I mean, dude, we groaned a couple times. Like, we're watching this together as a family, you know, as, You're as like, one You're like, come does. on. And we're looking at each other like, dude, you, you serious, dude? <laughs> like, is, is this the person that wrote the meadow scene with Anakin and Padme? Like, did you drink bring them the, back? Drink the black melon. It will cure you. It'll cure you. And like, dude, Boba repeats himself so many, like, yeah, the Tuscans took me in. I was like, yeah, you said that like five minutes ago. <laughs> But here's the thing. I don't care. Like, I still I still love it, you know, and it's like it's it is sometimes dumb fun, but it's still fun. It, you know, you know, you know who exemplifies that is yeah. Fennec yeah. because she is so over the top and yeah. she's like and she knows it. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. she, she knows she's being over the top yeah. and she's like, you know, what? yeah, I'll go along for the ride. It's fine. Yeah, that, you know? <laughs> that part right there, Jeff, that part right there. And, and so here's the funny thing. I think Good. in the best way. Mm -hmm which sometimes plays out in a bad way where you're like, that was pretty cringy. But in the best way, the show feels like it's written by a nine-year-old kid. Like it feels like, you know, I, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have been talking about their toys ever since before the Mandalorian came out. And this feels so much like a kid. I mean, dude, can you just feel, a, can you just see? All a, I'm just a, saying is when you were sitting down and you had all your Legos in front of you and yeah. you had your little characters, yeah. weren't you, weren't you mouthing to yourself and coming up with a new episode all by yourself right? and just saying, you know what, this is what this character will say. And then they get, they jump into the spaceship and the spaceship goes, mm -hmm. and then they start, you know, then they start fighting the lightsabers, blah, 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 you know. The spaceship, which by the way, Jeff, other yeah. sub-controversy that I do not care about. The slave mm. one is now called Fire Spray. I don't know if you picked yeah, up on cares? that. Who cares? Who cares? Doesn't matter Whatever. to me. So yeah. Jeff, but if you had, and I did, I don't know if you did. If you had the slave one toy as a kid, Fire Spray, <laughs> would you not put your Boba Fett figure in it, grab it by the little handle on the yep. back slash bottom, uh -huh. and fly it over a hole at the beach and be like, right. I'm going to look for my armor. <laughs> right? Like, dude. <laughs> And I think that was the moment, right? And I loved it so much just because I guess, and the other thing too, Jeff, this is why the effects and the work by the people at Lucasfilm yeah, and ILM or whatever is so amazing because if, if the effects were bad there, then we, then we'd be critiquing the acting. We would have thought this was the stupidest thing of all time. Right. Like, we just would have thought it was so bad. But it really, I mean, dude, it looks so real. The yeah. Sarlacc looks so dude, real. The sar like, in, in the, just the, the, even the sound, mm. the way they did that is you actually felt like the Sarlacc could pull this ship down. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is like, this, this could be bad news. Right. You know, and, yeah. and just the, the way she did the, the, the seismic charge. Yep. It was like fire in the hole. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> like, again, that's, that's like really funny, yep. terrible acting because, you know, they will probably never, ever say that. Yeah. But 
It works. Jeff, this is what we said. So this made me think of something we said a few years ago before Solo came out. I remember us saying on this podcast, in terms of our expectations for that movie, we said, if this movie is really dumb, this could be the worst movie. But if it's beautiful, like a Star Wars prequel. Here we go. Yeah. Like, it'll be great. Like, it could be silly. (laughs) As long as it's like fun and like really nice to look at. And as long as they embrace the silly. See, like, you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody in this show is taking themselves too seriously. (laughs) No, but that's what I like. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because it's odd because like there are times when people are super serious and super dangerous and super like, you know, grizzled and, and dark or whatever. But then other times, Jeff, can I tell you, there's a tangent right here. All right. You know what would have been really dark? <laughs> so we know, like, right? So Boba gets his shit back. And he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go popcorn some some biker gang members mm-hmm. uh, with my ship. What if he just left one of them alive? That would have been dark. Boring. Any one of them, right? Yeah. Just yeah. be like, oh, I'm leaving you. So you know what it's like <laughs> to live and miss your tribe. I was just wow. like, oh, see, now that's the difference see, maybe that's between. Foul. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, if you really, if you really gave Robert Rodriguez full reign, maybe you'd see that. Uh, Jeff, Go ahead. Uh, the biker gang. Yeah. Did you did you like these guys and girls or no? Again, oh, nothing but fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> again, even they seemed like little kids, right? Yeah. Um, compared to Boba, and they are, but. To me, what was funny is, okay, so when I actually started laughing was when they were chasing the 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 mayor's oh, yes. buddy yeah. or whatever, yeah. and they start, quote unquote, using their cyber attachments and oh, like, dude. That was hilarious. They were so dinky. I was like, oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. Like, like, first of all, first of all, R2 has all of them beat by a mile. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's, dude, that's really saying something considering R2 is like 2,000 years old. Right. But <laughs> Jeff, he's a legend, man. He's, he's a legend. You, you know what I mean? But, but like these guys, how how could their cyber attachments be so bad? So bad. They're basically like kitchen appliances, Jeff. <laughs> I just like, like that's something you buy on TV, like on an infomercial. Dude, even the little arm attachment that the oh, yeah. um, surgeon puts on, mm-hmm. it, I was like, uh, is that a spoon and a spork? Like, Jeff, what's going on there? Jeff, the whole surgeon thing, like, honestly, man, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, are they trying to upset people? Like, they're, they're just looking for it. See, see, that was one of those. Okay, so to me, that was definitely one of those lean in moments. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We're going to make this seem so junky. Mm-hmm. That we're we're and we're purposely gonna cause a firestorm. Jeff, this on is the like, for dude, this. this is like if you dress up like Pee Wee Herman and walk through the worst neighborhood on earth. Right, like, that is what they're doing. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> and then they're like walking through the most dangerous part of the world. They're like, <laughs> like, Except like, how long is it gonna take for somebody to shoot this guy? Some war torn region with like battling <laughs> crime lords or something. Like, are people just going to flip out because he looks crazy? And again, Jeff, I'm so I, we're watching the show and we're just like, that is that is so cringy, but so hilarious that like, I don't know, whatever. I, it, it was just one of those. Let's just go with it moments. Yeah. Now, five, he, five minutes now, later. The only thing. Yeah. The only thing I will say, and I will say this, is what I wanted to understand is whether or not Fennec is enhanced because of oh. the Cybertronics. 
or cybernetics huh. or is it just is it just to replace her gut that's a good like, question is this, you know what i mean is yeah, all of this yeah. just so that she can still eat like what, think, what's, what's the deal here <laughs> it's funny you said that jeff and i think it is i don't think she has like because i would think what they want you to feel is like she was always this good yeah and now like the, i i think the intent there is that she just needs it to survive and it's right. funny you said that because like five minutes later my wife was just like oh so she can eat now Right. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. Like, w- that's what the pistons are for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like is, is the green stuff the, the goo because of what she's eating? Like, what, what's the deal here? Jeff, I feel like it's they're so leaning into it. This is, this is like when, like if a kid picks on you when, when you're young or somebody picks on you when you're a kid. Yeah. The best thing to do is laugh and like and just say, bring it on, like, man. You know, I mean, and, and again, I hate to go dark here, but I mean, does this mean Fennec still goes to the bathroom? Like, what's the deal? I think she does, Jeff. I think only the thing. And this is probably maybe, you know, like, where we should dedicate she just most get of a new episode. stomach. Right? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, like, can she eat whatever she wants now? Yeah. Like, what is her, has it had any effect on her metabolism? You know, she's sitting down there at the feast and she's just, yo, she's just chomping down on everything, man. And dude, like, what would happen if she put on significant weight? Like, I, you know. Where does if, it go? If Right, exactly. <laughs> like, would you know, it's pretty set, you know. I like how. I, I'm thinking, okay, Brett, I already have a theory on that. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm thinking it's going straight to the badonkadonk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like okay, so that's a good question, Jeff. Because like, where does, it, where does it end? Right? Where does I, it I mean, go? How, how far? How far does it go? But no, I, I do it. I love, oh, I love. The, I feel like they're taking good times. the insanity of it and really just leaning yeah. into it, which is like yeah, the best yeah. move, the right. absolute best. That's move. what you do, man. Hey, that's what you do when you're talking about, you know, the outskirts. We're talking about Tatooine, man. It this is in the outer rim. Yeah. Like stuff happens in the outer rim. Jeff, can I just tell you one thing about the bikes? Here's what I will say in defense of the bikes. I, I think we have to get mm-hmm. used to the idea. And like you said, <laughs> Jeff, you you kind of said earlier, like sort of the Kylo let the past die, right? It's like, look, mm-hmm. the Skywalker saga is over. Like we're, we're they're not trying to make things. Like I think people forget sometimes, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> like George Lucas, right? He studied Joseph Campbell and, and mythology right. and all this stuff. And like you referred to the hero's journey and all that, like. Dude, that is peak filmmaking, like all time, right? right? Like this is in the pantheon with like Stanley Kubrick and and, and yeah. whoever else, right? Like that was that was peak stuff. We're like, we're not going to get that all the time. Like this is a TV show with seven episodes, right? Dude, not everything is supposed to be top 10. It's not like, all going to be the highest brow stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the fact that it's fun and that it's like playing with toys, like that's the best thing that you can do. In this hey, scenario. Cer- certain movies, you don't want them to get an Academy Award. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that's my point. Yeah. Like, that's that's not what this is supposed to be. Just embrace it for what it is. And as far as the bikes go, um, you know, I think it was our friend Brendan said on Twitter, like, you know, it would have been nice maybe if they, you know, toned it down a notch with, like, the colors <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. maybe it would feel more at home in Tatooine. But you know what, Jeff? And I mean, I did saw- they have to Did they have to look like 1950s roadsters? They look no. like bumper cars, dude. Like, but so just, what? I'm, I'm like, I think <laughs> I rode those things at Canopy Lake Park. Right. But like, right. <laughs> on the other hand, Jeff, shout out. On the other hand, shout out to Canopy Lake Park. What an amazing place that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff, I also mm. think, though, like something. Actually, gotta, they look like Hot Wheels to me, but go ahead. They do look like Hot Wheels. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those kind of colors. Right. And they're like sparkly and shiny. But at the same time, like something's got to be new sometime, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff, when I was a kid and we're going back, I know when it was 1989. And then I'll tell you how I know why. 
Hmm. I had a bike, bright yellow bike. Okay. Really? I don't know how, I don't know how this happened. I don't know if my parents bought it for me and then just gave it to me, or if this was my idea to get a super bright, I mean, dude, I'm talking sunflower bright yellow bike. Okay. Okay. That was not at home in my universe. Like nobody right. had a bright yellow bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like when I saw these things, it's like one of the first things I thought of was like my old bright yellow bike. And it's just like, you know what? Somebody's got to have something like somebody has something different when you're a kid, right? Always someone out there who has somebody, something like that. Something different, man. You know, and it it, does it stand out? Heck yeah, it does. Hey, there's a kid with a shiny bright lunch pail Uh from, you know, a, a, you know, a a character or TV show that you've never seen. Mm -hmm. You're like, where'd you get that from, man? Yeah. Everybody's going to ask you about it, you know? And, and I do. I wonder, Jeff, if someday we're going to look at this like no big deal, because I think everything that's new and different, you Uh-oh. sort of almost yeah. automatically reject. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, we'll, maybe later now, on. The only thing is, I will say this, though, Brett. Yeah. I, I will say this, though, Brett, is that um, you do realize that those bikes were part of fan service because in the game, Star Wars, the old Republic, oh. those bikes exist already. Really? Really? Yeah. So, so like, you know, I mean, these guys aren't, they're, they're not just pulling this stuff out of their butt, man. Like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? They, they actually got these designs from somewhere. Right. And so, you know, anyone who's ever played that game, like, oh, I see, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. You know, I'd be, and I'd be really, Jeff, I'd be really curious to know what kids think about those bikes and that mm-hmm. gang, right? Because I'm looking at that, Jeff. Do you think there's any way, I feel like there, anything they, they add to the Star Wars universe, especially in these shows, mm. I think there's always that door open in their mind that like merchandise. This, this could uh, merchandise and spin-off. Oh yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. That could totally be its own thing. Like this gang yeah. and people seem to like so the lead woman there, I forget the actress's name. And the leader of the gang is the girl. Yeah. You notice that, right? Totally. Yeah. And yeah. people love her. And I guess she's in some other things right now that people really like her in too. So oh, like okay. she's got a future. And I feel like sometimes they bring that kind of person in because they know that person could carry a show of their own, you know? True, so, dude, true. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this gang is back in something else. And dude, I like them. I like that they hung. Like they're already loyal to Boba. They hung with Black Kersantan. Like without yeah. them, he would have had no chance. No chance you know, at all. The Gamorian bros helped. The Bromorians. <laughs> Bro Morians, I love that. <laughs> they took some shots, dude. Throw them in the back to tank. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jeffrey. All right. I think that's about all I got to say about it today. And the Mayor Domo's that speeder you mentioned, I love the speeder. That's yeah. merchandise I want, dude. The See, second, that's what I'm talking about. Second, they bring that thing in, vintage collection. Bring it on, baby. Love it. Love First it. Day and, by. And, and here's the thing, like you know, um, what's her name? Uh, who's in charge of the casino? Like she's pulling her. She's pulling her weight, man. Like, you know what I mean? So she's going to be a decent character too. So my point is that these, the, the, the major characters in this show, they're bringing the content, you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. that they're not, they're not in the periphery. They're all a part of this. Yes. And you, you know, um, I want to tell you my new theory. I mean, I've, I've kind of mentioned it already. Okay. But my theory now for the show yep. is that uh, Boba Fett wants to bring together the bounty hunters that he worked with and create a new guild based off of that and that's what becomes the daimyo oh man so he's like you know what i'm done taking orders from these crime bosses who don't know what they're doing i want the bounty hunters themselves to be the crime bosses so dude are you saying like the just the planet of tatooine 
could just be completely under the control of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Like it's yes. their planet. It's the yes. Bounty Hunter planet. Dude, that's yes. awesome. I yes. can totally see that. I could totally see that. I think that'd in, be awesome. In, in conjunction mm-hmm. with, again, I mean, they could still bring in the Tuscan tribes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But somehow this is, my question to you is what is the actual link to the Mandalorian and Mandalore? With this show? Yes. So I think, well, it could be two things. There could be a link or it could be as simple as just wanting to bring in Mando and maybe some of his friends to help out, right? It could be that simple. So to give, you're, you're saying it could just be Boba giving them a job? Yeah. Versus, you know, hey, I need an army. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Mandalor- if the Mandalorians do this for me, then I do this for the Mandalorians kind of thing. Exactly. I'm Jeff. just could, saying. Would any, could anything be more John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Disney Plus than <laughs> this season <laughs> ending, right? Right. With Mando helping Boba resolve his situation on Tatooine. It's like, and now I need your help. I, you owe me one, or or him yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. "I owe you one," right? That's I could, how it works, man. I that's could totally see it. I could totally. We're see all that a part happening. of a tribe, dude. That's that's the point. Can I just point We're something? All a part of a tribe. Can I just point out something funny, Jeff? Yeah. You realize that Boba is basically in this episode. He's like, "I'm old. I'm tired. I'm done with this bounty hunting life. I need yeah. I need peace in my life. So I'm going to be a crime boss." <laughs> i love it he's like you know i'm it's time for me to retire yeah and i want to retire going out the right way oh and what yeah what could be more peaceful what could be a more relaxing retirement than being a crime lord and having people constantly trying to assassinate you like that's what i think is so hilarious about this show jeff hey oh man, man it, it, that's the life but it's working man i love it hey boba boba is about that life jeff uh a quick update on the trailies we All have right, not forgotten go. the trailies, which no, we is have not. our quest to determine, Finally. with the help of the Move Milkers, the greatest Star Wars trailer of all time. We will do this. Jeff, we're going we're gonna to start the voting this week on uh, Facebook, at least in the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group. So okay. you should join that if you haven't already. Join the group. I don't think you have to. I think I can also create uh, voting and poll posts for just everybody that follows us on Facebook. Also, we'll try to put that on Twitter, too, and combine it all. So we're going to have a few rounds. I think it's going to go from 12 down, and you'll vote it down, one-on-one voting, down to six nominees. Then the six we'll vote on to get it down to three, and then that's the final vote, is which of the three is the best trailer of all time. This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the sky. What's up, Move Milk? I have to make a cut.